In our last episode of 2020, we're taking a moment to reflect. We look back at our challenges and triumphs. And we finally get a chance to interview each other to answer the burning questions. We hope this inspires you to consider your own fizzles and sizzles of the year. Let's go. Hi, I'm Rebecca of Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers. Turned internet friends. Turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot. Or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome Welcome to to the the club. club. Hi, Sean. Warmest wishes. (laughs) We can't even get the greeting right. Well, welcome to our final episode of the year of the year <laughs> we'll, we'll be back Sorry. everybody of the 2020 yes it's kind of like it's a lot of work going into this time of year and i'm i mean i'm happy with so much of what we've done it's kind of good to wrap it put a figure yeah, we're gonna bow. put a little bow on it and um do something a little bit different today, which I think is a very special holiday special, though. A very special Hot Young Designers Club episode. Yeah, Hot Young Holiday Party. Hot Young Holiday. Um, and so what are we? What are we doing? What are we doing? We are taking some time to reflect on the year. Um. We have put together some questions to help us look back at the year, maybe do a few yay me's, maybe do a few woe is me's. Um, and then, you know, it's just family this episode. It's just Rebecca and I. And we want to interview each other a little bit because we do so much time focused on other topics and not all of our conversations get really, you know, deep into the woo woo. Right. And I think especially this year that has been just a roller coaster in general um, for the world, for our industry, for our businesses. Um, Yeah, I do think it's important to just take a minute and see what happened. And hopefully our listeners can also sit down and go through this on their own exercise and think about some of the questions and put them into their own reflections. Um, I think this is really the emotional side of it where when we talked about end of year planning in our, our episode there, we were really focusing on business strategy and stuff like that. And this is more of the, we've already done the head part of it. This is the heart part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when we are running our own businesses, like it's all tangled up with our emotions a lot of the time. So it's just one big hot mess. <sighs> hot mess express. Okay, <laughs> let's get into it. So I we're gonna ask each we're gonna kind of be the future guests today. 
Because it's so, our show. Not yours. Yeah, it's our show. And it's kind of a bookend <laughs> to our very first episode, which kicked off in April. Meet the Hot Young Designers. This is going to be Meet the Hot Young Designers nine months later. Nine months okay. later. Oh, how the year has aged us. Oh, there's... Yes, that's true. Okay, so okay. I'm gonna ask you first. Okay. So Sean, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm <laughs> excited to be here. So happy to have you. <laughs> it's a pleasure. So as as we wrap up 2020, um, what would you say was your biggest challenge for the year? Um it ties into a couple things, but I kind of narrowed down to what I thought was the seed that started the biggest challenge, which is having to set realistic budget expectations and budget needs for clients and projects. Like I always knew what they were, but to, it's so hard to say no to people or to tell them like get real and give them the slap back to reality. But the projects get better when I'm on a set front. And so that's something that you've, like, I feel like you've always been pretty good at that. So you feel like you've, even you've grown in that area. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. This, I mean, this year, because maybe it's part of this is the, the influx of people focused on their homes has sent oh, yeah. a flood of clientele to many of us. And for me, it's been that way where it's like, yes, everybody should have a beautiful home and everyone deserves to be able to have a beautifully designed home, but not everybody it's, we talked about this in other conversations, but not everybody deserves the Range Rover of homes. And I can't provide that at an entry level price point for everybody or a budget level price point for everybody. Right. So, you know, it's champagne taste on a beer budget and there's only so much I can accomplish with that. So that's been hard to put up some boundaries where in the past I would talk to anybody. Now I really have to start, I have to lead with that. And I never pictured, or I hadn't pictured that I would get to that place, but this year was definitely the place where I don't have the bandwidth to take every phone call for everyone who wants to, you know, spend mm -hmm seven grand on a bathroom remodel and that's just never going to happen got it i'd love to take the dollars but take the dollars but not do all the busy work <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's my that's my dream well then what was your biggest triumph um and i'm going into the end of this year with projects planned out that get me into the fall of 2021. Like there's a, an amazing level of security and comfort that comes from that. And it makes me feel, I don't know, it's, it's not a warm and fuzzy effect. Cause I'm, you know, I'm not usually like that, but it's definitely a reassuring way to know that like, okay, these clients are with me. These projects are with me. Like we're going into, we're going to be working together for a while. Yeah. And I know you really enjoy um, 
kind of planning ahead and knowing what to expect and not feeling like you're scrambling to yeah. fill your schedule and totally yeah i mean that's pretty major fall i mean that's like a year out yeah not and not that i can't continue to take on more like as they move into new phases i'm excited to bring on other stuff that will take me further out um but you have a nice ba- baseline like a nice cushion yeah set. yeah that's that's like this is the first year I've done that. In the three years I've been in business, this is the first year that I'm like, oh, I have a significant workload to confidently take me well into next year. Yeah. Well, kind of on that note, what are a few great just like things, moments or experiences that you had in 2020? Meeting you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hello. Uh, All the way back to like, are, I think the whole whirlwind of connecting over the one room challenge, but then letting the whirlwind that fuel, courtship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shotgun <laughs> marriage. Um, <laughs> we were pregnant with a podcast and didn't know it. Uh, but I think that was like huge for yeah this year. Like starting a freaking podcast, I never would have imagined putting ourselves out there that way. Um, other it was more of like a pen in my cap not necessarily like a the biggest thing of the year but having my um my primary bedroom remodel in rue was it's a highlight of the year for me and a big yamey moment um because i've really admired what rue puts out there and their perspective and so i'm i was excited to have that project as part of that you know perspective yeah. Um, nurturing our hot young designer community has been really, I don't know, rewarding to know mm-hmm. that we are we are connecting with other designers, that we share, pers- we share a like mind on some things, and then where we don't, we're like challenging each other to do different, more, better or to be open to things. And I love seeing that because I think that's really what's made this year really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, on top of it, having it been probably our my busiest year that there has been some revenue generation on top of everything <laughs> is nice. Sure. I mean, I don't think I mean, everybody would consider would that. that. Yeah. Like, it seems like a given, but we should celebrate when the given actually happens. Yeah. Since we like to, you know, talk about stopping things. <laughs> you know me. just stop. Hashtag it. just stop. <laughs> what are some important things you stopped doing? Um, I stopped taking on projects or the clients that aren't right for what I'm going to do. In the first two years, it was like, look, I need to get paid. So sometimes I'm going to keep taking on stuff that I know isn't going to be great, but it will get me a paycheck. And maybe it's having that confidence this year of knowing like, oh, there's all these other projects. I don't, I don't need this one, or I don't need this problem client with their red flags. Or it's going to, 
impact the clients that I do want and value. Yeah. And also I don't want to design when you don't like the project coming up with a really great design is awful. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you don't like the client, the process of going through all that also makes it awful. Right. <laughs> so no one's getting my best anything. Like you're either not getting my best version of myself or my best creativity. And sometimes you're not getting the best of either. Right. Yeah. Now it's, it's definitely like the knowing in advance when that's what it is. Yeah. Like developing your That just takes experience, I think. Yeah, so. Your sixth sense takes time to develop. Mm -hmm. So then what are some important things you've started doing? Hashtag just start. Just just start. Hashtag just just do it. Um, I was telling you about this, that it's, I had, I had appointment options, but I had never put them out publicly and it was after starting conversations with you that I finally put booking options directly on my website and it made such a huge difference in the level of clarity that was accessible to clients that I am getting better inquiries I am getting an easier pathway to projects because it starts with oh he's already putting information out there He's already accessible. You're easy to get a hold of. I'm well, you've removed a barrier too. Like we've talked about that. Like if someone's looking at night and they want some information, they can just book an appointment, whether it's just a call or whatever. But yeah, then they can just do it and it's done versus, oh, I got to remember to call him tomorrow during working hours or. Exactly. Or like, oh, I'll send, you know, it used to be like getting DMs and then it was like, back and forth about setting up a time or whatever. I mean, we're going way back to the beginning of the year when I was still getting people emailing me inquiries. And it was like, ugh, then you're back and forth on a time or sending them my acuity link. And to to have it just be like on the client makes it so much easier. But me just putting that foot out there made it that clients could see what was happening. And and it it relieves anxiety about the process. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, another small win that I think has really helped me is using, I use Asana to organize my project management now instead of my own kind of spreadsheet process. And it's just made it easier for me not to forget important components of projects to have follow-up scheduled. So this is not sponsored by them, but I've really found a level of, um, confidence in knowing that things are down and in somewhere instead of it always depending on what's in my head and like what I remember when I'm in the shower or brushing my teeth like (laughs) that still happens but the big stuff is already there somewhere yeah that is a big to do on my list (laughs) (laughs) I can um relate to being the one with sticky notes all over her desk oh I still have sticky notes for sure and I still have like lists of scratch paper with random things circled or highlighted on them but it's not as many and I feel like the big things that I could let a client down on are still handled like there will always be room to get yeah 
So looking back, what was 2020's gift to you? Like we do a lot of complaining and dumpster fire (laughs) jokes about 2020, but I feel like there was some beauty in it. Totally. Um, I, I don't, it's such a weird transition for me to have left a career where I constantly felt confident that I was on the right track, doing the right things, had value to add. And there's something that really like tears that down. And I know we've talked about this, like me coming from my banking career and you coming from your graphic design career, but um, this year has really underscored for me that I have I have value to add to the design world, that I have value to add to my clients, that I have expertise to bring to the table um, and that I'm on the right track. I'm doing the right things that, I don't know, perfection isn't the goal, but it's just to show me that, hey, you have, you have this, keep doing it, it's working. And maybe that's part is like, we've just kind of been sold these expectations that everything will happen quickly and it will be, immediate and there's you know delayed gratification is really hard to deal with in our world so it's been a reassuring year to know that that all of that is still there yeah do you think it's like because of kind of some of the setbacks and challenges 2020 has given us and you've still moved forward in your business yeah I think that's a big part of it speed bumps Right. Yeah. As, you know, minus the fear that we started off with in like March and April and everyone feeling like, oh, God, we're on the we're, we're on the verge of collapse. And for many people, it still is. And for other industries, it still is. So this is purely my perspective of knowing yeah. like, oh, I'm doing good things. Like I have important stuff to help with and people find it valuable, whether it's through our community of high end designers or through my clients it's like, it's, it's a good morale boost. Definitely. You know, it helps offset some of the strife of this year. Okay. So describe 2021, Sean. Outwardly focused. Hmm. I think we've, I've spent a lot of time in the last couple of years being really inwardly focused on getting the right mindset, the right steps, the right processes, the right words, the right whatever. And I feel like it's finally time to continue to press that outward, Mm -hmm. like helping others in our design community, thinking really big on projects with clients. Like it's not, not narrowing myself to fit something. Um, Reading the big leap was kind of part. I mean, that's like a total offshoot of that, but it was like going through that process of thinking about where I'm holding myself back. Yeah. So kind of being more proactive versus reactive in certain areas. Yeah. And just pushing, pushing out like larger than myself, larger than what I think I'm going to be able to accomplish or the idea that I'm going to be able to come up, come up with. I think that's, I have to leave the safe Harbor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cause you never know what's out there in that big ocean. 
Okay, some scary so shit. <laughs> there's some scary few, shit out there, sh- but a few sharks, but amazing. Yeah, we're gonna need a bigger boat. We're gonna need a bigger <laughs> boat. But amazing sunrises and sunsets and <laughs> weird islands. Yeah. Okay, so we thought it would be fun since we never answered the burning questions ourselves that we are gonna quick fire challenge answer the five that we ask all of our guests. Yeah. Okay. I'll try to keep it quick. Okay. In one sentence, how has your business changed as a result of COVID-19? I'm so busy in Mm. a good and a bad way. Mm -hmm. Mentally, emotionally, (laughs) whatever it is. Yeah. I feel that. Okay. Number two, what have you done for professional development recently that you would recommend? Uh, I've, I'm a couple chapters into Profit First. I mm-hmm. bought the book Profit First back in the spring and have not cracked it open. And I'm a few chapters in now. Um, and I've been meaning to get to it. I may not have everything implemented, you know, at the outset of the new year, but I'm excited at the prospects that it has. And I'm sure we'll connect more on that in some future discussions but it's I already recommend it okay I've I don't think I bought it <laughs> I'm looking in my piles of unread books I don't think I have it yet okay what is one design element you just can't quit lately I I have been unknowingly like seeing um an artist textiles in projects from other designers. And I had no idea who she was. And it's just like this constant discovery act of realizing like, oh, I really love that quilt. I really love that sofa upholstery. And I thought some of this was just like an overall design element, but the artist that I found, her name is Jennifer Shorto, like short with an O at the end. And Mm -hmm. she has these really beautiful textiles of indigo patchworks and like quilted sort of pieces and wovens and they they look like they would be almost like an americana for some of them and some of them look like global textiles but they're they're new fresh takes on textiles the color play is beautiful um it's just something different which mm-hmm. it i like that her textiles aren't vintage or antique textiles from you know india or china or wherever like she's she's creating new textile ideas so you know me i'm already like where can i put this in my house (laughs) if i'll definitely link that in show notes because that's definitely something people are going to want to get a visual on yeah there's some cool stuff i'm gonna see Okay, if you could live in the set of any TV show or movie, what would it be? Uh, it would be the set from Home Again with Reese Witherspoon. And it's like a Nancy Myers. Yeah. It's in that vein. Like, if you know something's got to give and all those movies, like, you know, the sets are really enviable, but Home Again is a Spanish style home in Los Angeles. It's got a guest house thing. And like, even if you just watch the movie for enjoying the kind of casual 
aesthetic of it all, it's beautiful. I don't know if I've seen it. It's, I'm not saying it's an award-winning movie, but okay. it's one of those like light, fun, you want to root for her. Reese Witherspoon um, plays an interior designer in it actually. So it's cute. Okay, noted. Yeah. And the final burning question, what is one non-living object you would save from your house in a fire? The collection of family photos that I have. Mm -hmm. Cause I've got stuff dating back to like 1860 and they're, they're obviously important for like, I, I would hate to be the family member who has them get burnt in a fire. <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility, but nice. I also feel like grab these boxes. Some of them are on glass slides. Like they're the mm. negatives and they're printed yeah. on glass. So I'm like, I got to save that stuff. That's, that's a grab and go um, item for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Should we um, make like Missy Elliott and flip it and reverse it? Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. You're in the hot seat. What was your biggest challenge this year? Oh, I have so many. Um, <laughs> It's so many challenges this year. Um, in the beginning, it was definitely juggling the mom act with work, um, mm -hmm. like in the, the spring months of shutdown. But we worked that out. So kind of similar to what you were talking about, saying no to small projects. I had a so lot. Hard. I had a lot the first half of the year. I don't know if we talked about it here. I had 23 projects happening at one time at one point. And they were all different scales and scopes and yeah. Carried it's over. Just not from sustainable. No, it was not great. So um that's definitely something that I am dealing with still just like I don't know, internally, mentally, emotionally. Uh of saying no to people yeah or just, i feel like, like i keep getting tested yes yeah i was talking to actually my um cpa yesterday and she has a similar kind of tendency and we um we pinpointed both of us have this when it comes to things that we can do like using our skills or talents that's where mm -hmm. i become a people pleaser because there's that, nothing like, triggers that triggers it yeah, there's no there's no um, skill barrier. No, it's and it's like I want to be helpful with that because I have something that that person doesn't, and I can do it. So, yeah. just because we can doesn't mean we should. Exactly. <laughs> um, what's been your biggest triumph then? You know, I'm gonna say I think it overall was the High Young Designers Club. I mean, obviously it's been fun hearing from people and knowing that we're doing a little bit to help the design community. Totally. But looking back at this entire year and not knowing, like in the beginning when we started it, we didn't know what the year would be like, but looking back, it's created like an anchor to my weeks 
and kind of like a co-working situation where I really haven't felt isolated at all this week or year, even though technically I have been. Yeah. It's definitely a highlight to each week of like having, and some weeks are harder than others, but to know like, okay, I have a, we have this like commitment to each other to make something happen. And some weeks are easier and some weeks are harder, but it's knowing that like- Yeah, it's like the collaborative creative process. It's the like feeling like I can um, co-work with somebody, like you understand, you know what I'm doing and know some of my project details, but also the social aspect that's gone away. Yeah. I don't really miss that because (laughs) I get a lot of it. Like, yeah. Like I'm still talking to you. We're all still talking to each other frequently. We're all still sharing ideas. We're sharing our stupid conversations about really nothing at all that you miss from getting from other friends or people that you might've seen for coffee or whatever. Right. So what are, if, if you had to like name some of the great things you did in 2020, what would they be? Um, yeah, this is really like hard to do the toot toot. Um, I would say definitely being asked and finishing the feature designer um, spring one room challenge. Yeah. That was major it was major to be asked and also like <laughs> we were march 2020 to do it. like what? yeah yeah starting like, remember at the outset of covid like class of spring 2020 was yeah i survived but that project um it was incredible it kind of opened my world to a lot of different um folks instead of just following on the internet i feel like now i have more relationships and online friendships through it. Um, It also helped, it also was the kind of jumping off for me being featured in Sacramento's magazine, which is our local um, publication. And I was, my room was on the cover of the home section. So yeah, that was, that was cool. It's like, it's like big, big grown up stuff, like boss lady type of shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's what it feels like. like yeah, it feels like something big that moves. I would just gloss over. But yeah, no, it's really cool. I know you're, you're not big on the yay me files. No, but I also know it's important to just like accept the compliment, I guess. And also, I think I've said this before, like I want to model this um, for my daughter that we don't have to diminish our accomplishments. We don't need to be annoying about them, but. Right. But we we don't have, we don't have to shy away or back away. It's okay to be modest, but still still feel proud of accomplishments right totally um the one other little thing that i think is a big thing kind of related to the podcast is i am 
made you and Claire start using Marco Polo with me. And that, yeah, that started after the podcast maybe, but um, that's like back to my co-working um, comment. Like, yeah, we can pop on there at any time of the day, complain, ask questions, get advice. Boy, do we. Um, and it's totally like our little coffee pot station in the office. Yeah, like our hallway chat moments where it's yeah. like, oh my God, did you hear about blah, blah, blah? And then you're like, what? Yeah, like things like Tell our me. husbands like... aren't going to care about. Like, yeah, we can get shade, <laughs> like throw shade around on there. Yeah. Um, I love it. So yay me for making you do that. I've loved it and I have tried to get more of even my friends and my family to use it. I think it's just some people don't get it until they use it. And everyone else is like, well, but we have text messaging. I'm like, no, it's not even close. It's the best of FaceTime and text messaging. And it it just in Instagram stories. And it fits with our lifestyle in the way that you can just like leave these visual voicemails with each other. And then if it happens to be that you're both real time, you can like get thoughts out and sort of muse in it. Sometimes it's silly and we're like, let's just FaceTime. Like, yeah. (laughs) Did you hear? Like, can you hop on Zoom? Because five minutes soliloquy. Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking back and forth on Marco Polo for too long. So. I like it. It's a good app. But yeah, I think that was like a definite um, save for my year. So yeah. Um, okay. What have you stopped doing this year? Just stop. Um, I've stopped by um, by force. I've stopped over committing socially. <laughs> so <laughs> that's Really cleared up my calendar. Thanks, COVID. Thank you. Have you seen that TikTok? Have you seen the TikTok where it's like, oh, I'd love to see you, but it's a pandemic. Oh, oh, I'm so love to have you over, but you know, pandemic. Like, (laughs) it's seriously like, I'm kind of not mad at any of that. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I was in a lot of clubs, in a few groups. I'm still in some of them, but just even cutting out the like travel time and the saying goodbye time, like it's just helped a lot. And the small talk and ugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just really tightened things up. So um, yeah, and I think it'll just help me really recognize what's gonna be important when we get back to normal. Whatever that means. Exactly. Whatever. Um, are there things that you've started doing that have really impacted the year for you? I've started doing more construction design projects. Yeah. Um, I've done, I'm in a couple now. So yeah, I kind of dodged and avoided for a while. Mm-hmm. But I'm finding ways to do them. You were totally opening it. Opening, but also being 
realistic with my own project management skills. So it's been about finding good partnerships and relationships and um, yeah, does help too. Like you and Claire both are really, that's mostly what you do. So I now have trusted advisors in certain areas. We can be on each other's board of directors. <laughs> yeah, and I'm only, and I wanna make sure I'm doing it only for things that are um, still creatively fulfilling. Like it has to offset the dirty construction part. Like the growing pains. <laughs> like I'm not gonna it's hard. want to take on a six month um, remodel and end up with a white kitchen. Like it's just not gonna do it for me. So stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, not that's that there's a good anything point. wrong with it, but that's not gonna keep me in the game. I love I I love all of that. And I love that you're like pushing it's not about, oh, I'm suddenly gonna be magically better at managing remodel or construction projects. It's just what how am I gonna make like boost myself up in those tasks is what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then also how are the things I'm taking on gonna compensate for the extra struggle factor or mm -hmm. or growing pains that come along with it. Um, and how can I bring the me of it all into the project? Like, yeah. if somebody wants like a beautiful, traditional, super timeless forever kitchen, I might not be the best designer for that project. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I will design things that aren't timeless or forever, but I'm always my like recognizing my influence is um, better if it's creative and unexpected and yeah, colorful, I guess. I don't know. So still kind of figuring that out, but it has to have the creativity. Good. It really does. I like it. What has been 2020's gift to you? I mean, it kind of doesn't feel like it, but the gift of time, I think this is the first year that time has really slowed down. Um, and so even though I'm still <laughs> busy and overwhelmed a lot of the time, I do feel like I have more time to focus, be home alone, and work without a lot of external demands on me. Because um, mm -hmm. we don't have to go a lot of places. <laughs> we don't like, so I've been. <laughs> There's like an excuse not to. Yeah, the introvert of me in me is, has really enjoyed this opportunity to be home. But I love that you haven't like gone, you know, my, like a full Amish light. Like you're not doing the making bread. You're not doing do this once. kind of stuff with it, but you're just I mean, I like, I still feel there's not time enough time in the day, but. Um, that's, that's how you are though. You're going to find something else to fill that time that's who you are like you're you're not going to let yourself sit and just not have new inputs or new creative opportunities or things come your way like you're not going right. to close so, things off okay so here it is succinctly I think I there's nothing better of a feeling for me 
than to know that I can look at my calendar and there are no meetings on it. At least <laughs> not any go anywhere meetings. So yeah, that has happened now that my calendar looks like that three to four days a week. So I love that. <laughs> like I'm I love still that sitting at my desk every day. I'm still sitting at my desk every day. But I yeah, I just love not having to like see people when I want there's so many things I want to be working on. So I I mean I love my clients so much, but I feel so so hard what you're saying about like kind of that best introverted life where you can reserve it for those power through moments when I'm at consults or at meetings or talking with contractors and it's only one or two days a week instead of every day back to back, like three random meetings, like really being able to plan those out. And I've gotten better at um, banking those times together. It's like, is it a sweatpants day or is it a (laughs) day? (laughs) <laughs> do I have to put on up being in public clothes? Yeah. Doing my so, hair. <laughs> I I'm gonna I'm gonna miss that. It's not going away immediately, but maybe that'll be a takeaway into when yeah. when you can. It's like, well, I'm still gonna block time for me to be at my office getting things done. And when you bring back or it, you know, however you just you decide it's best to bring back portions of your team that you'll be really thoughtful about look it's not going to be everyone in my face all the time yeah give me the yeah definitely I feel like I will um value and preserve this feeling as much as I can I like it so then what how would you describe 2021 Rebecca 2021 Rebecca I think she's going to be more confident um She knows more about what makes her work different and um, what sets her apart from other designers, like in a good and negative way, I guess. Like my, I I won't say negative. My, um, (laughs) I can't even think of it. Your like competitive advantage. Yeah. Yes. Things that are je ne sais quoi. <laughs> my my genius lanes. Yeah. You have um, you have the mojo. Yeah, and there's things that I should outsource or do less of. <laughs> Even just knowing that is the battle when you want to have control of things and you know that there's like a limit to how much you should care about it or how much you can care about it, that's a hard place to get to. It is. And I'm definitely somebody who doesn't want to just hand things over that I can't do myself. Like I want to know how to do it before I hand it off. So if it ever comes back to me, it's not like, and I always get nervous about like those, um, cautionary tales of like people who hand their business over to a business manager and then realize they oh they lost five million dollars in back taxes yeah 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 yeah. and they wouldn't even know how to go from you and yeah they wouldn't even know how to get into their shit to figure it out i don't know so like where are all my files 
how do I get to that? Yeah, what are my What's logins? my password? What's my password? Yeah, but I definitely, I, I'm not just I'm financial, not but place. yeah, not just financial, but even like, like podcasts, like I'm still editing this podcast. We've been talking about like, we may be outgrowing that, but I'm really glad that I know how to do it. And if, if, and when we outsource it, it could always handle it if we needed to. Yeah, if a producer comes on and then they have to be away for a family emergency or something happens, it's like, oh, that doesn't mean that the world shuts down. And that's a really vulnerable place to be for your business to feel like you can't run your business because of another factor. Yeah, and it's my like independent nature that can get the best of me sometimes, but also... I'll just I'm do into it, it myself. <laughs> yeah. I can I do know. that. I'll do it myself then. Now accepting producer internship applications. Yeah. Oh, actually, I would love that if if one of our fellow hot young designer listeners who's like a super fan has the editing skills in GarageBand and wants to like be involved. Uh We'd love that. We um, unfortunately don't have a very lucrative benefits package to put in front of you. <laughs> um, but well, know that if you're looking, what was it? Uh, whenever there were jobs and they were like, if you're interested in being in a very fast paced, creative startup environment, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's pretty much where we're at with Hot Young Designers Club. So it's our little plug-in. Yeah. Our little plug-in moment. Apply now. Apply now. You know where to find us. Um, okay, burning questions. Let's do them, do them hot okay. and fast. In one sentence, how has your business changed as a result of COVID-19? It has trained, well, one of my favorite things, I guess I should say, is it's trained me and my clients that virtual is okay. You True can do dat. it. True that. Uh, what have you done for professional development recently that you would want to recommend to our listeners? I have, I think I talked about it last week, but I um, hired a new bookkeeper. And one of my favorite parts about it is we me and our friend Claire um, hired her to do some training with us. So instead of just like hitting the ground running, she actually went through Studio Designer and kind of helped us establish some processes and workflows and tips and tricks. And so that was smart. really awesome. I, I think it speaks really highly of her ability to do the work that she does if she can teach it back to someone else because that's they're two so different things i'm glad you guys did that yeah because having like a legit pro status bookkeeping situation just gives you so much more confidence oh my god i can't even tell you how excited i am <laughs> to really dig into it what nerd alert like I'm so excited about bookkeeping. <laughs> yeah, fresh start. I it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, what's a design element you've been drawn to lately? So this is kind of weird to say, but I'm going to have to go with pattern. 
I, I'm somebody, okay, Enneagram 7, we all know I like new shiny objects, I tire of things um, kind of quickly, but so I've always been kind of afraid in my own home, at least, to commit to pattern, but I've been leaning into it, like my dining room, one room challenge. I did a little bit of pattern mixing and it was my favorite part of it. So yeah, I, I'm looking more so, and I've been doing more wallpaper um, and finding ways to incorporate pattern and color in bold ways that also aren't overwhelming. Yeah. Do you think that has to do with like a new level of confidence in your in your design, you know, skill that you know you can do it? Like maybe. Or you're just so tired of basic. I mean I don't know that I've ever like done basic per se, especially in my house, but I, yeah, I think it's just about like this, what's the worst that can happen or like take risks because you invest in some of these pieces, right? So it's like, I'm investing in wallpaper and the process of installing it. I'm investing in drapery, um, reupholstery. So it's just Mm -hmm. kind of being brave too. And, um, thinking it through but it's really more being brave yeah i'm stoked to see some of the new ideas for projects and things that come from this like level of confidence of like well it can be pulled off here's here's where it's already being done and clients just feel like they're getting something so special from it you know what else it is it's i've um distilled my thinking around the trend of beige and neutrals. Mm-hmm. I I find it beautiful. I understand why people gravitate towards it, but I've kind of embraced my own philosophy that that is not what I do. It's not what yeah. I love. And it's just boring to me. So not I don't want a grayish couch. No just stop (laughs) i mean i actually have a beige couch but it's it's not basic i guess yeah i'm excited for the new adventures uh if you could live on the set of any tv show or movie what would it be this one is so hard for me because i don't rewatch things but i think i'm going to say handmaid's tale the house she lives in with Serena. Serena? Serena's house before it burns down. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, there's a fire. Uh, it's a really Especially fantastic. like that kitchen and that. Uh-huh. And, and the, they the... used really bold colors for such like a grand, like formal traditional home. Yeah. I I didn't think I would like, I didn't think I would love it as much, but it's it's kind of, it just grows on you. Mm-hmm. Like those ceilings and also the costuming pairing with it. Like, 
Yeah. Everything. The was... art direction and the whole, and the set direction and all of that, like all of the creatives involved in that are just fantastic. Yeah, so I would love to live there and kind of like unstuffiness it, but that I'm gonna have to. Or the original Parent Trap with Haley Mills and yeah. that big Spanish. Are they in Santa Barbara? Maybe. Yeah, they never really say exactly, but it does give that vibe, like Montecito before it was mm-hmm. cool. It's a little heavy, like, but it need and it needs some refreshing. But there's a lot that's like done, like the whole entry with the staircase. Yeah, and the indoor outdoor lifestyle of that oh, house yeah. is just freaking fantastic. I could totally see that. Um, all right, what's what's the one non living object that you're gonna save from your house in a fire? My grandpa's hat. <laughs> so family heirloom so cool. too. But yeah, his felt hat that fits my head. It's part of you. It's like part of the plum it's personality. It's part of my brand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like part of my haircut cycle. For 2020 especially. <laughs> like, yeah, I wore a lot of it. If all my stuff burns down, at least I can still put a hat on and look look Cover reasonably this. put together and feel hot and young. Cover this shit up. um i love it i've this year has been such a cool place to put so much out there of ourselves and i'm i love our listeners for Mm -hmm. bringing themselves to it and challenging themselves with the work and our guests for bringing themselves authentically to it. I mean, that's really hard to imagine. Like, yeah, sure, we signed up for it. But then to let to have guests who willingly sign up to be vulnerable and share share parts of themselves is really cool. And we've had some amazing guests this year. Yeah. And we have more in store for next year. Um, But like PSA, again, if you guys if you guys have learned something or grown or had some thought provoked, like if you've gained anything from listening, please take some time as your gift to us this year and make sure that you rate us in your podcast platform. And on top of just the rating, cause that's the easy part of giving us, a, giving us the stars is to write a review. Um, I know it seems weird, but that's how the algorithm of the podcast world works in showing our podcast when uh, listeners are listening to similar podcasts. That's how Mm -hmm. it gets us to show up. It's how it gets our listenership up. Um, And in the same way that we want to be visible in our businesses, the Hot Young Designers Club wants to be visible to other designers and to potential partners in our industry. The more listeners we know we have, the more we can do so. Yeah, we're we we're only limited. It. We're only limited by the number of ideas we can come up with. So we'd love to keep sharing more. There's no limits on that. The limit does not exist. <laughs> um, for all of you listeners who just understood the Mean Girls reference, you're truly part of the upper echelon. Thank you so much. <laughs> meme girls. The meme girls lives on forever. So share us with your friends, tag us, comment, DM, um, 
get at us or email us. Yeah, and ideas. like a special shout out to all of you non-designers that I know listen. I think that's I don't know. I think that's cool. like a special cool thing that this can translate to other industries and jobs and yeah. We love you. So you might not understand our lamenting about furniture lead times, but you do understand the creative process and the idea of putting yourself out there and our other small business owners who are listening. So thanks for making our first year of the Hot Young Designers Club so freaking sweet. Yeah. I mean, we really had no idea what we were doing. So (laughs) thank you. We mostly made it up as we went along. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Mostly like a (laughs) hundred percent. Well, until next time. Stay hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. Season's greetings, Sean. <laughs> I tried to be festive. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I, I was like, uh, I don't know, f- festive uh, s- salutations? Happy festivus? I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'll just be normal.